It's time for the Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. It's Wednesday, January 31st, 2024. Let's start out with a look at our marine weather forecast, and then I want to talk with you about an interesting maritime news item that came up in the news this week. First of all, marine weather-wise, active weather continues. That means stormy weather. A cold front will push across our coastal waters and inland this morning. Unsettled weather will continue through the rest of the week. And that's weather code, as I said, for stormy, rainy, windy, etc. Good thoughts to those out working at sea right now. It's not terrible weather compared to what it could be. And mariners generally love their work or they wouldn't be doing it, but it's hard work for sure. And when the weather is tough, it just gets that much harder. We have a small craft advisory through tonight. That means winds of 20 to 34 knots are possible. Today's forecast includes south winds, 15 to 25 knots, gusting to 30 in the morning. Wind waves from the southeast, six feet high at seven seconds apart, and west swells 13 to 15 feet at 12 seconds and rain is in the forecast. A quick look at our ship schedule today. Inbound, we have the Flag Llama arriving from China, headed to the Rice Island Anchorage, just upriver from Astoria. She's going to be picking up wheat upriver eventually. She arrived in that anchorage at about 5 a.m. The container ship, the SM Long Beach, is arriving from Long Beach, California, headed for Portland, uh, bringing in containers to the port of Portland. Passing Astoria around 8.30 a.m., she could be in Portland by 2.30 p.m. And the Drive Green Highway is a car carrier arriving from China, headed for Portland, delivering Hondas to the port of Portland. She could also be eventually exporting some Fords to Asia from here. And the um, so they may be loading those cars at the port of Portland for her. And uh, passing Astoria around 11.30 a.m., she could be in Portland by 5.30 p.m. The Glovis Century arrives from Vancouver, B.C., headed for Portland, another car carrier carrying brand-new Hyundais to the port of Portland. Passing Astoria around 11.30 a.m., she could be in Portland by 5.30 p.m. And the King Hua Shan arriving from South Korea to the Astoria Anchorage. She'll be in the Anchorage by about 2.30 p.m. Then we have the Nord Tigress arriving from Vancouver, B.C., headed to the Rainier Anchorage, just opposite Longview on the Columbia. She's picking up weed upriver, and she will pass Astoria around 3.30 p.m. and be in Rainier by 7 p.m. Well, today, I wanted to talk with you about a recent interesting news item that happened on the Columbia River, a maritime news item. This story made the news this past Sunday. It had to do with two injured crewmen being airlifted off a ship, a cargo ship, and being taken ashore to receive medical care. Now, here is a tweet that the U.S. Coast Guard posted on X about it, quote, Air Station Astoria, that's based right here, medevaced two injured crew members from a bulk carrier in the Columbia River to OHSU Hospital in Portland for medical care on Thursday. Both were reported to be in stable condition. So even though this story was posted on the 28th, this actually happened the previous Thursday. So at any rate, a couple of people airlifted by the Coast Guard off a cargo ship while it was transiting the Columbia River. So this quick story, which probably just blew by most of us in the news cycle and people didn't really think much about it, gives me an opportunity to talk about another unseen aspect of life at sea, and that is medical care for sailors on board vessels like the cargo ships that we see here on the river every day. These crew members were fortunate in that they were in U.S. waters with access to the Coast Guard and could be taken off the ship and brought ashore to a hospital for timely medical attention. Now, why would they need that and not have their medical needs taken care of on their own ship? Well, 
That's because generally ships don't have that much in terms of medical facilities on board, in the sense that they generally don't have a doctor on board, and certainly not hospital facilities, at least on a cargo ship. Cruise ships, for instance, generally do have doctors on board, but cargo ships generally do not. On the cargo ships that we see here on the river, there is usually a medical officer on the ship, and that is isn't one of the officers on the vessel who has received some training in first aid and other light medical duties. Some ships have internet-based remote care options to consult with a doctor on shore via satellite. But generally, anyone who gets sick on a ship that is out at sea and needs more than first aid will have to wait until the ship gets within 200 miles of the U.S. coast in the case of a serious emergency to access U.S. Coast Guard rescue services. In this case, the ship was in the river, and those crew members, who according to a video that I watched of them being airlifted from the ship, were able to walk on deck. A U.S. Coast Guard helicopter hovered over the deck while the ship was moving. They lowered a rescue swimmer who helped hoist the two crew members up to the helicopter for transport to medical care on shore. Now, I don't have any information about the nature of the crewman's medical needs. U.S. privacy laws prevent disclosing that kind of information, but the U.S. Coast Guard tweet noted that they were in stable condition. So I'd say this, having been on ships for short periods of time myself, that they are industrial areas, lots of hard edges and lots of metal, places where people could get injured. Workers wear steel-toed shoes and hard hats working on ships. So industrial accidents can happen on ships as they could in any workplace like that. So it could have been a physical injury or an illness of some kind. But the point is that they were able to get off the ship to medical care at a U.S. hospital. Now, one question that came to mind for me as I thought about this news story was this. The ship was moving and not stopping for these sailors. I'm not sure whether the ship was outbound or heading for port when this happened, but I'm betting that because they were airlifted off the ship, that the ship was headed out to sea. So suppose that happened. They get taken off the ship and end up in the hospital for some period of time here, and the ship leaves. What happens to those crew members when they are well enough to leave the hospital and the ship is no longer here? Well, this brings up the protocols that kick in for any crew members when they leave a ship. Ships change crews all the time. Crew members who have finished their current tour of service or contract on a ship leave for a few months and others come in to take their place. Crew changes take place in ports all over the world, including ports on the Columbia River, and crews are flown to destinations where they can board a ship and assume their roles on board as crew. Departing crews are flown home, and their employers pay for this. In the case of ill or injured crew who are recuperating, say, in a hospital while their ship leaves, there are two alternatives. If they're well enough, they could be flown or otherwise transported to meet up with the ship in a later port, or if they need to go home, they could fly home. These expenses would also be paid for by their employers. So this gives you a little glimpse into the lives of crew members on board who are quite unseen generally on land. They usually work on contracts that involve a few months at a time on a particular ship, some period of time off, and then back again for another few months. Now the exact interval of how that works varies from employer to employer, but the point is that they are at work for extended periods of time and then have long periods of time off, which is very different from most land-based jobs. I've talked to crew members who use their time off to travel the world, and they really love that footloose life. I'd say that based on people I've talked with, 
This lifestyle is hardest on people who have families and close ties to people on shore because there's a lot of loneliness involved on both sides in being away so very much. You've been listening to The Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. You'll find ship schedules and a podcast of this program on my website at shipreport.net. Ship Report podcasts also on Apple and Spotify. You'll find marine weather and links to ship schedules and more on my Ship Report Facebook page. Thanks for listening and have a great day.